From the very beginning of my teaching career, I knew I had a problem in the classroom with classroom control. Today, we would say it's a problem with discipline, but when I began my practice teaching as part of my teacher education program, I knew I was in over my head when I was standing in front of a group of teenagers. Some of it was because I had a low opinion of myself, but some of it was because I had had several personal knocks in my formative years and as a teenager leading me to not have a lot of confidence when I was standing in front of a group of students. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy being with them. It was just that I was afraid to play the heavy, to be the disciplinarian. It was something that the people who I had as my uh, mentors in my practice teaching experiences picked up on, and they knew that I was struggling. Be that as it may, I did get finished and did eventually get a job. But from the very beginning, I had trouble. I was struggling to control the kids, and there were some some of the students that I think knew that they could they could um, control me rather the rather than the other way around. I needed to learn from the very beginning how not to be afraid of the students I was teaching. And that learning not to be afraid, learn to see classroom discipline as not a power struggle, but a, an attempt to help students deal with their problems. We have problems if we walk into a classroom and we think about ourselves as being the boss. <clears throat> I can't stand in front of a class and give orders. It took me a long time to understand that the secret to discipline, to sound discipline, is to be invitational, to figure out a way to encourage the students to want to listen to me, to want to respect the things I was saying to them. I knew I had gotten to the point where I didn't have a problem when I took a group of grade 7 and grade 8 students on a trip to Ottawa. And every night, we were away for four nights. We went skiing, we went swimming, we went skating. And every night, I went from room to room to say goodnight to the students. And they all said goodnight to me. And I had this feeling that we were 
together and they liked me and I certainly liked them. And that's that's what discipline really is all about. It's getting to the point where we use psychology to help students learn to get along. Students need to be seen as partners in the classroom. And in order to do that, we have to think of not a class, but a group of individuals. And each individual has their own triggers, their own things that set them off. There are no doubt students that no matter how hard we try, we are going to have problems with. But that's something completely different. But to think about it, at the beginning of September, when you have a group of students that come to you and they're sitting in front of you, they don't know you from Adam and you don't know them from Adam or Eve. And the way in which you're going to learn to deal with them is to try and get to know them as individuals. You have to understand the facial expressions, the disappointments, the exuberances, the thrills, and the downers that they have. Why are they the way they are? What is it that bothers them? You don't necessarily have to sit and talk to each student individually, but you need to try to get to understand who they are and what they've come from. Knowing, for instance, that a 12-year-old boy is coming from a family where he's left by himself almost all the time, gives you an insight into some of his or her behaviors. Each child responds differently to their environment, but we need to understand what that environment is. We need to understand and look for their strengths I have an old friend who used to be able to take a look at my classroom photograph of all of my students and know by the look of them what kind of students they were. She had an uncanny ability to look at a group and say, I'll bet you that one's a problem. I'll bet you she's very quiet and so on. That's a skill. And it's a skill that's developed by somebody who thinks deeply about the other. What makes them tick? When the students begin the school year, I try to learn their names. I try to make sure I pronounce their names correctly. I try to get to understand who they are and what they are. You cannot be their friend. 
but you can be their advocate. You need to be able to keep a separation between yourself and your students because if you get too emotionally involved, their problems become your problems. Their upsets become your upsets. And then you can't be dispassionate when it's needed. You need to protect yourself. But you need to be able to engage the students individually. Now, how do we deal with the problem when they arrive. We cannot see problems as a power struggle. It's either him or me. It's either her or me. You have to find a way to try to come to some common understanding of what's happening and how to deal with it. Sometimes you need to find out from the family. Sometimes you need to ask around and find out enough about the student so that you can start to think about what their triggers are and how you might be able to help them. But at the end of the day, what you want to try to do is give each student a chance to shine. Nothing succeeds like success. And if you look at the students as half-full glasses rather than half-empty glasses, then they understand that you see them in a positive light. And they respond to that. It's like and forgive me for 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 uh, this analogy, but it's like pets. There are lots of people that adopt pets that at the beginning, those pets show that they're afraid. They've been damaged in some way. They've been harmed in some way, but they respond to affection. They respond to care and consideration. Children are like that. Children respond to people who respect them as people, who treat them with dignity and respect. And if they make a mistake, give them a chance to redeem themselves, to understand where they've gone wrong and how they can do better in the future. Today they talk about restorative justice, which is giving children a chance to redeem themselves in the eyes of the others. Because a child that acts out for you in the classroom is affecting his or her relationship with everybody else in the class. And if you're going to help that child do better, you have to help them be seen to be different in the eyes of their fellow students. They need to be given reasons to be seen through a positive lens rather than a negative lens. But they also, at rock bottom, need to see themselves in a positive light. And that's where we as teachers can help. We can help 
make a child be successful by putting that child in situations where he or she can shine. I learned the hard way over my career that there are lots of students that act out for me and if I show that I'm not going to respond to the acting out and try and keep an even keel, that most often helps them find a way into the light again. Discipline is not something that's a one-off. It's something that takes a long time with some students and next to no time with others. It's a matter of helping each child find his or her place in the classroom and working with you.